0: What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Slim Podcast. It is at Slim Cognito, and bruh, it's been a pretty good week. Uh, First and foremost, I want to thank everybody that stopped by the stream. I want to thank you all for following the stream and becoming a part of it and being in the chat and interacting with us. Uh, We were streaming some Sunset Overdrive, literally Sunday, and it was actually a good time and you guys blew me past my follower goal, so now we have to make a new goal, and I really appreciate that, it it was nice enough that you guys met the goal, but we also blew past it, so that was really heartwarming for me, that was really cool, so you guys kept me till 4 (laughs) a.m. playing Sunset Overdrive, so uh, while we're at it, Um, I want to say thank you one more time, and we can jump in talking about that, because that's one of the games I've been playing this week. Uh, Sunset Overdrive, we finally beat it. And it was actually enjoyable. And I think the last leg of that game was like DLC content. But one of them was like hanging with bro Cream, bro cream in a mech and taking down like these oil versions of monsters. Which they, even though they're reskins of the base game monsters, they're basically a little different, I guess. So at least they did that. And I, and I commemorate them for that. And the boss fight was cool um aside from that though the second dlc where you like go into the physical labs and do all these different zany science stuff the coolest thing about it was a satellite gun but everything else felt like a waste of a big huge world to traverse through so it was over it felt like it was over too soon and it didn't have enough but still uh it was cool and enjoyable so overall it didn't like take down the quality of the entire game but it did leave like a you know a um how do you say a bittersweet taste in your mouth after the end if 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 the game ended after that Brill cream uh dlc i'd have been completely content but that physical thing just felt like it trailed on a little too much um now one thing i will say about that final boss fight with the dude from the tvs and then he gets assimilated and becomes evil brandon whatever that was fucking stupid. That was that was terrible. I was not a fan. The boss fight was kind of cool, I guess, and you know what I mean, but that was stupid. And they could have done better. Like, I understand that you're doing a meta narrative, but there was so much stuff in there that made no sense and it was just tacked on to their like, why am I bouncing on blocks randomly inside the matrix and bouncing on these blocks? equate to the action of fragmenting a hard drive or or defragmenting a hard drive I don't remember which one they was asking me to do but every time I bounced I filled up a meter So there you go do with that what you will because I don't even know what to do with that shit But it it, it it just feels ill but anyway Uh yeah still a good game damn I wish I didn't play it last day I think about it but still a good game um Enjoyed myself. The chat enjoyed it. Everybody came by looking for something else and they found something even better. Because Sunset Overdrive is heavily sleeped on. And I'm glad that other people could end up liking it. Everybody was asking, yo, what's this game? What is this? What is this? So, yeah. um, Sunset Overdrive. Good time was had. Definitely good time was had. I would like to see that movement come back for a sequel. They even set it up to assume that they would have a sequel. And it felt kind of, you know... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? I guess you could say Dangerously Optimistic. But anyway, yeah, I would like to see a sequel. It was very fun movement um, once you actually level up your movement and get the movement that you want. If only they could stream like that. Streamline. streamline that and make it a little easier to, uh, for character group in that order, then it would be the perfect game almost. Like that's the one thing is missing. It's just reel that system in a little more and make it more accessible. Because it was a whole move that I discovered that was amazing where you could literally dive into the water and jump out doing a story you can for like five stories high. And it's super useful. And I wish I had it the whole game. All of your water transversal moves are like way toward the the last quarter and post game by the time you get them. Because you're not going to be traversing across the water that often. So how else are you going to get the water dash across the water surface and the freaking water dive that I was just describing? So yeah, but Off of Sunset, moving on. Uh, Another game that I've been playing this week also is the Knockout Kings... No, Knockout City, excuse me. Why did I say Knockout Games? Knockout City had a beta for like three days, and I had to try it out because it was one of the most interesting. And it's so fun. It's so good that it reminds me of Rocket Arena, and I'm hoping and praying that it doesn't end up like Rocket Arena because Rocket Arena did not advertise this game at all. It just showed up in like one Nintendo Direct. I think it was even a Mini Direct, and then that's it. You didn't hear about it anymore. But this here has real advertisements it had a lot of people in the beta i really really hope 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 hope, please please i wish i hope i pray that this game turns out to be a success because it is so fun it's so great i had a great time throw on a little bit i don't know if y'all was there for the stream but we threw on a little bit of two mellow um memories of tokyo toe if you don't know about him this is a guy that makes a music reminiscent of uh uh, uh how do you say nakamura uh um Nakamura's uh soundtrack from Jet Set Radio but uh he makes his own but it's inspired by that and it's super good music. So yeah and if you hadn't seen this on the stream go ahead and check that out. Too Mellow that's the number two M E L L O uh but yeah knockout City is super good very good neutral game very good fun for the most part my opinion maybe the cage ball is a little overpowered some people say but I don't care. I, I, I love the feeling of throwing somebody off the edge with the cage ball. <laughs> it's so evil. So anyway, yeah. Um, Another thing that we've been doing is we've been streaming some Final Fantasy IX. Yes, you all bullied me into it, so I finally did it. The propaganda work in the deep state is in effect. I am playing Final Fantasy IX first and for the final time, maybe. I don't know. It, it's, it's a very enjoyable game so far, so I won't say that because it's a little more streamlined I hate to use abuse that word again, but it's a little more streamlined than the previous games because it doesn't waste your time in between progress. You know, you know how some RPGs from that era are known for talk to NPCs in the area or do the stupid mini game or some monotonous task just to interact with the world and all this other stuff. But they just say, nope, talk to the people, move the plot forward, and go. You know, and don't let it be the dangerous sin of talk to NPCs, but you can't progress unless you talk to this one NPC, like, two times or three times. Like, that's the worst thing that you could ever do. That is that is a game of sin. But anyway, moving on. Yeah, uh, Final Fantasy 9 has been good so far. Uh, we just defeated the number two of uh, these puppets people that have these mage abilities that look a lot like vivi so I'm, I'm i feel like we're gonna get a lot of backstory on that can't wait to find out more i've uh, been enjoying zidane as a character as well because i did not expect square enix to make a character like that way back or was that square soft at the time i don't recall i think it was square soft at the time i think it was like one of the last titles before the merge but yeah super good and there's something to be said about the feel of Square games before they became Square Enix. Like, every time I think of a Square game or an Enix game, most of the games that they've made are my favorites before the merge. Like, every game they made before the merge was way more inspired and original feeling, you know? That's where Illusion of God, Chrono Trigger... Final Fantasy, everything before 9, all of these other titles came before that. But when I think about after the merger, the only good thing I could think of is like Final Fantasy 10. And I haven't heard much good about 10-2, 12, 13, 14, 15 was okay. But, yeah, it's just been weird. As As a matter of fact, I don't know how many feathers I'm going to ruffle by saying this, but I'm going to say this hot take. It feels like Fifteen is the first time getting back to form and making more imaginative and original worlds and plots using the Square Enix, uh, you know, trademark design. It's it's like, it's the first time going back into being creative, it feels like. But, anywho, digress. Let's get back in, uh... Just say, uh, oh, I've also still been working on Transistor um, and still been working on Dawn Castlevania. Plus, I did a little perusing in VR chat because I had to remember that a lot of things changed since this community-made content. A lot of things change over time, and I found some amazing shit. Like, I, I usually, you know, hang out in the Kmart, but, dude the freaking there's a whole like mall that's like vaporwave inspired it's like 80s aesthetic you know with the pastel colors and whatnot and neon lights and it's so dope and it's oh man and i found a cyberpunk world that was just amazing so yeah it's it's i don't know what it is with the past 10 years in the infatuation with the 80s aesthetic and vaporwave but for some reason i've loved it since and still do love anywho now it's about time we get into the news let's jump right in all right, so first thing on the docket today: destructoid.com, written by Chris Moise, or Moise, however you pronounce that. But uh, Five Hundred Five Games purchased Ghost Runner IP for a little under six million bucks. Man, Ghost Runner, first of all, is one of those games that looks so interesting to me. I really do want to touch it, um, and eventually we need to, and hopefully we will. But yeah, uh, here's the quote Ghost Runner quickly turned out to be a huge success, recalls All land CEO which convinced 505 to submit an offer, one of those hard-to-refuse offers. So just for the IP itself, was it six mil? I'd say that's not a bad grab, especially if it's a new IP. Because new IPs on their first run hardly ever becomes out to be a hit. Most games, even AAA games, struggle with that. Most of the time, AAA games sell their first game through advertisement and, you know, graphical spectacle. You know, look at all the money we put in. Uh, hence uh, Uncharted, etc., you know, most of those are like betas that are supposed to accumulate assets so they can make a better sequel. But um, here we are with a Ghost Runner doing the unheard of and selling their IP for six mil off the top. Which, to be honest, yeah, yeah. Because let's not let's not let's not be foolish. All right, in terms of game design and the gaming industry, six million is not a lot. But in terms of the people who worked on this game and initially started this out. And for all in, yeah, that's a lot for them. And they can literally turn around and make more. So, but honestly, I feel like they could have gotten more out of the deal, at least about eight to 12, you know, eight to 12 meals sounds a little more fair for a successful IP, but the pressure in the negotiations can get insane when 505 is like, okay, you're a new IP and this is as much we're willing to offer. This is what we have on the table, et cetera, et cetera. In a little bit of time, your game won't still be hot because the hype is still dwindling by the day. Everything, when it comes to hype and social media uh, clout, is doing us by the hour and day. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure they jumped at it when they had the chance. They probably could have had a chance to get more and then waited too long. Who knows what happened when they were cutting that deal you know, if we if, if we could be a fly on the wall, that would be pretty cool just to find those little details, but we're not. So, let's move on to the next thing on the docket. GameSpot, Evil Within's first-person mode is locked behind a Bethesda.net login. Now, basically, just to summarize everything, um, quote, In 2018, we added first-person mode and Akumu mode, which is super hardcore mode, and additional bonuses to plan to plan multi-platform versions of the evil within digital deluxe now due to unforeseen issues it was not possible to release this update as originally intended for the recent edition of xbox game pass for pc rather than remove the bonus content we opted to offer the enhanced bnet version of the game so new players can enjoy those bonuses while a bnet login is required to access the additions no linking is required to enjoy the evil within as it was originally released so yeah, weird practices that could have easily been fixed. You could easily fix this with a simple code edit. Probably not even code. Like maybe in the I N I. Nah, it wouldn't be in the I N I. But they could have edited that. They could have edited that. I, I don't. I don't. I'm no. I'm not buying it, Mr. Krabs. But hey, you don't really need first person mode to play the Evil Within. I would rather. I would kind of argue. Well, I don't know. I didn't experience in first person. But I did just play the game and. Although it leans more toward the horror, but only for like the first few hours. After that is Resident Evil. So take that for what you will. But me personally, I prefer the Resident Evil 4 aspect and had a good time. So there you have it. Apex Legends to get more Titanfall content in the next season. Uh, apparently, they're going to be putting in some more lore things about um, things that's more related to Titanfall and where it falls on the timeline and, you know, certain events as well as uh, them confirming that most likely there won't be real Titans in the game, but we will see. Uh, it would be kind of insane. We've seen some mods of people calling in a remote Titan, uh, kind of like Bob with Ash from Overwatch, but um, it's kind of busted, and I hope not because they that game is all about aim and it rewards people with good aim so let's not all right ninja garden collection is a bare bones pc port locked to 60 fps says pcgamer.com written by west finland and this is kind of a problem but i've i've seen this and i've kind of coped because it says that um it will only run at 4k 60 if your hardware can handle it and it will do so automatically. Basically, you won't have the options to like upscale and super sample your resolution in order to get a sharper image. And by default, the advanced there, it doesn't have advanced graphic options at all. It just runs at 1080p 60 and that's it. I guess that's the baseline, which is weird to me, but you know, it, 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 if it at least lets you change resolution down to like 720, I could understand, but damn. um, It's, it's, it's just weird, bro. It even says they stated straight up that the resolution and FPS may fluctuate during gameplay. And, of course, to play in 4K, players will need to have a 4K monitor. So, unless it detects that the hardware can handle and that you have a 4K uh, uh, resolution native screen connected, you know, display connected to it, it just won't. (laughs) And I don't don't really like that, but don't really care because 4K is a meme anyway. And not everybody can do 4K gaming. But, um... Well, unless you have one of the newer cards and their DLSS feature uh, makes it, you know, very possible. But who has those cards aside from the scalpers? Anywho, next um this kind of hurts but as long as the game is playable and it's at a stable fps i'm fine and i'm pretty sure the community will be able to do something to tweet and get it working because this is the only way that we'll get ninja Gaiden. and i don't think we've ever had it on the pc beforehand have we except for three razors edge i think it's the only thing that's on pc if i recall so yeah it's not stuck on the xbox to ps3 anymore so let's go uh talking point nintendo and the industry needs to get serious about game preservation on the docket at nintendolife.com thomas whitehead basically just uh, goes over how game preservation seems to be amiss with Nintendo and their idea of it is basically re-release their first party titles and have maybe some third party uh, popular titles available in their shop, which is understandable, but um, the line between game preservation and piracy is very blurred and you know, any company that's worth their salt would be very careful with that. Or just not touch it at all so I can't really blame them so we have to take it upon ourselves to do the game preservation through emulation and that's what that's what has to be done and not just emulation because sometimes emulation can be finicky we need soft modding and hard modding for these for this hardware as well so yeah it's just necessary time will tell though and lastly on the docket back at PCGamer.com Natalie Clayton um reports that hackers are exploiting call of duty warzone cheaters with malware and just to sum everything up because they she really did a good job of stretching this article and saying way more than necessary but basically it's just a bunch of people who were getting hacks and trying to get infinite ammo and aimbot speed hacks etc but turns out they were actually downloading some malware for their own computer and it was siphoning data from their pc so be safe out there Stop trying to cheat, it ain't gonna work. The only real hacks out there and cheats that actually work cost 200 bucks a month because hackers these days make money off of their work rather than give it away for free. And if a hack is free on any game, I don't care if it's an MMO, a free to play shooter, whatever, do not download it. It's likely malware and you will lose your information. They will have your security. They will have your bank information, everything. So don't do it plain and simple. Just play the game and get good. And have fun with your friends if you don't want to come. All right. But anyway, that's everything on the docket for this week. Be on the lookout. I want to thank everybody again for showing up to the stream and helping us reach our goal and blowing past it. Once again, I can't thank you all enough. And we're going to keep this rocking. There will be more Final Fantasy IX. And um, after Sunset Overdrive, we're going to find something to replace it. Maybe even some Transistor. But, you know, there's always more to come. So with that being said, always remember the channel motto, intentions are the most important, actions ain't nothing but loud, and words don't mean a damn thing. This is Slim Cognito, and I want y'all to take care of yourselves, and peace.